Hi, everyone. Welcome to the House of Learning podcast. We are back. We said there were some things we were going to do this summer. We didn't get around to those things. <laughs> On a f- maybe like a future podcast, we'll talk about why, because we did something as a church. The first time we've ever done this thing called Fallow. And it kind of relates a bit to Sabbath and sabbatical as well. Uh, it could be an interesting conversation, but we're not going to talk about it today because I have got Jenny. Yeah. And Tom. Hello. And Trayson. How's it going? So, and we should do some introductions. Uh, Jenny, you've been on before. People I'm know who you are, hopefully. Old news. Everyone's <laughs> had a coffee from you at church because you're <laughs> often like chatting to people as you have coffee. I love coffee. to go for good coffee and chats. Yes. It's one of my favorite things. And Tom, you've been on before, but you don't hand people a coffee every Sunday. I don't. So they might not know you as well. Yes. So tell them who you are. Yeah. Uh, my name is Tom Gomez. I get to lead youth at a Jesus Church, which is so fun. So hanging out with 6th through 12th graders. And I've been around AJC for eight years, and I've been serving. Has it been that long? Yeah. That's the same amount of time I've been here. I'd never yeah, yeah. I That's realized that. That's eight really years cool. in, and I've been six years with youth. Awesome. So. Fantastic. Okay. And yes. Trayson, who the heck are you? <laughs> that is the million-dollar question. He's a unicorn. I am the unicorn. Whatever that. Yeah, I'm the unicorn. Um, no, my name is uh, Trayson West. I am 21. I just recently moved to Oregon for first time I'd ever been here was moving here um, from Dallas, Texas, where I'd, I was born and raised. And so um, I'm living here working at AJC as a pastoral apprentice. So I'm helping out with with Tom and the youth team and also with Richard and some young adult stuff and um, just pastorally around the church. So I'm really excited. Yeah. So people are going to get to know you this year. So yes. That's going to be really fun. Absolutely. And the conversation we want to have today is because there's a thing we're going to do as a church. A new thing. It's new. It's not just new for our church. This is like new for the country. It is. So we're, we're breaking new ground. And it's this thing called Family Alpha. And we want to talk about it because, I mean, partly it's like we think it's an awesome idea. We really want you to come. We want you to understand it. But this is going to need like if we're going to do this new thing, it's going to need our church's help. Yes. Like it could be coming, could be helping, could be praying for it. Like mm-hmm. So th- this is like... I don't know, one of those like new new wineskin things maybe like yep. Jesus is leading us into. So it's really exciting to let people in on it and be like, hey, like come be on the front lines with us. Exactly. Right? I mean, if you are one who loves to explore and try out new things, to blaze new trails, to do something that hasn't been done before, trying Family Alpha with us is that space. It's like a, it's new ground that we're breaking for our church, but it's really birthed out of a need that we've been seeing and hearing, something that has long been recognized and lots of research has been done on it. And that is like generational gaps that exist. Right. In discipleship. In discipleship. So whether that's within our church, within our home, um, like within our extended families, what does it look like to be someone who, walks with Jesus, and then how do we share that with one another? Yeah. Mm. So let's go on like a quick journey because it's family alpha. Yep. So first of all, it's a version of alpha in case anyone's not been, not paid attention, they've right. missed it. Like, What's alpha in a nutshell? Yeah, so alpha is a, splate, a space where we explore life. I love how you meaning. almost said plate. Splate. Uh, plates are because a plates very are important th- part yeah, of
Yeah. I mean, good food is always um, a space there, but it, it is like if you imagine your family dinner table, you're coming around, you're eating a meal together and you're talking about your day, your life, what you've encountered. Alpha is meant to hold space for those kinds of meaningful conversations where people feel open to sharing about their lives. And while they're there, they get to hear um, about the Christian perspective, but then everybody gets to share about their own journey from their own life walk and perspective. I describe it as like the conversation could be about so many things, Mm -hmm. but it's nudged towards, but yeah, what do you think about Jesus? Yeah. Um, But not in a like confrontational way. Absolutely. So it's this really gentle invitational welcoming sort of tone of a conversation where Jesus is present like at the table with you well and at the very beginning it's really launched and birthed both for youth alpha and adults alike out of this question of is it worth taking the time to ask some big questions Mm. and to consider those and then what does it look like to consider some of those big questions in community and I think loads of people come right I mean I've got more experience in the UK yeah, um, but I, my experience is loads of people come because actually people they have angst or curiosity about the big questions, but rarely have space to explore them. Mm-hmm. So there's something actually that's a blessing to people to provide that space for them, um, and so that's that's a really cool. I don't know, like that's a need that people are walking around with. Yep, and then you would expect the church to be the kind of place where you could do that. And Alpha's a way to sort of set the table for that to happen, which is awesome. And I, but I do think that the, some of the preconceived ideas about churches is that they're going to tell you what you should think and not allow spaces for you to ask questions. Yeah. No one cares what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Like here, this is it. We're here to judge you. There's one way and stereotypes. And so Alpha actually is, opening up the spaces to consider, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. just some of those different thoughts and questions. Yeah. And, th- and then we also have Youth Alpha. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So what? So you've done that three, four years? It's been a while. Yeah. We've like, so what's the twist years. and what's it been like at Youth Alpha? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really similar in the DNA heartbeat uh, presentation, but it's curated more for conversations that young people might be having. If like a Sunday morning on uh, at a church service might be oriented around teaching, our youth alpha space is oriented around listening and and hospitality. Mm-hmm. So we're welcoming in students, having uh, t- like time and space to be around the table together. But then we're asking them real, real and honest questions. But the questions might be catered more towards what would a 15 year old be thinking about, wondering or wondering about or what are some of the most common things that they might be facing in their culture as mm. they walk around yeah. mm-hmm. every day? Uh, and it's been really fun. We've had some great conversations over the years. That's really cool. I think the way you describe youth alpha, it's a little bit easier to see something that's true of both, actually, which is that, yeah, people who don't know Jesus, this can be a place where they discover things about yeah. Jesus, especially if they've had preconceived notions about like where churches maybe haven't being kind and gentle and and things that Jesus would be. Yeah. But also Christians. Mm-hmm. Like so many Christians it's like no one's ever asked them the fully honest question like yeah like what mm. questions do you have? What doubts? Like where where are you just like man I've just not figured out what my faith means about this. You yeah. know, just 
we all carry questions. Mm -hmm. And so Alpha is amazingly valuable if you've known Jesus like a bit or a long time mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, that's what that was one thing that was so cool about doing it in my context back in Dallas was mm -hmm. it was a much more, I guess, like it was Bible Belt culturally right. Christian. So everybody kind of had a foundational, quote unquote, view of, of Jesus. And everyone generally was like, oh, I, I'm a person of faith. And but then Alpha opened up that ability to ask questions of like, OK, well, why why did Jesus have to die? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually don't have this answer that I'm comfortable with that. I actually have a lot of questions with like well, what does this play into God's character? And yeah. like, but you're having Christians that have been in a, in a Christian home for years that are like just now realizing that they have a space to ask the questions that mm -hmm. they never felt like they had the, the um, openness to. And so Alpha, yeah, like, like you were saying, Alpha is like beautiful for both the Christian who's been like walking with Jesus for years and then also for a non-believer that's just exploring. Yeah. And that's like deeply satisfying for like us as individuals to get to explore our questions. Yeah. But as we do that so often, the angst we feel where we're like, well, I've kind of inherited this answer to the question, but it doesn't feel deeply satisfying. Mm. It's because we know like some of the questions have moved on. Yeah. So as we get space to dive into that, we like settle into like, a, I understand more of like how Jesus connects. Yeah. But then when someone else asks us the question, we're equipped. Yeah. So especially in like a, a growingly post-Christian city like Portland, Alpha's such an amazing place to like become the kind of people that can listen well and engage well with our city. Mm. So it's it's almost like evangelism training as well. There's like so many things that happen at Alpha, right? Well, and that's what's made um I think birthed some of this idea even as I've led these Alpha courses for our church and then seen Tom leading the youth alpha courses and the tremendous impact that alpha has had in both spheres. There's some sweet sauce there at alpha that has been um, continuing to help form spaces. And I think that sweet sauce is learning to listen. Like I've had countless people who have come as hosts, helpers, and leaders asking a few different questions. One, for older generations or more mature Christians who are coming to check out what is Alpha, how would I utilize this as a tool in mm -hmm. my journey with Jesus? They're also coming and asking the questions, why have maybe why have my kids walked away from the church or mm -hmm. why have my kids walked away from faith? And at the same time, we're seeing people who are coming, who are hosts and helpers that are like, oh, doing Alpha and sitting in these spaces and listening to people share their stories has changed the way that I've engaged my children. It's changed the way mm. that I've parented. And I know that that's been true for me. Like, as, as a person who follows Jesus, my deepest desire is for my kids to know Jesus and walk with Jesus, for that to be their story. And yet there is this reality as my kids are now 16, 15, 13, it's their choice. Like, they, whether they choose Jesus, what it looks like for their own journey, like, that's something that is of their own choosing and that, mm -hmm. that they get to do and I get to come alongside. I am not Jesus. I am not the Holy Spirit in their lives. Um, but, I, but I get to be an active participant in it. Yeah. And so how do I do that well that doesn't repel them from the gospel story but continues to invite them in? Mm -hmm. And yeah. that was something that really, like, made me desire to, how do we bridge this gap? Like if I'm feeling this, if Weston and I are these Gen Xers with Gen Z and Gen Alpha in our home, how do we bridge some of these conversational 
like questions and gaps and and create spaces of encounter both in our homes and then as we come and worship together at church yeah. but then also in our coffee shops and schools and other places it isn't just limited to a church on Sunday like yeah. it's so many other it's places. not supposed to be I mean it, 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 well I was going to say it's not supposed to be the job of a church it is the job of a church to make disciples yes. to baptize them and teach them to follow all the ways of Jesus yep but God's paradigm over and over again begins with Abraham. Is Abraham, I want you to teach your children and your household what I'm teaching you. Yes. And so that pattern of like actually cross-generational learning is supposed to be a dynamic mm -hmm. of God's people. And the fact that it's breaking down in our culture is, is sad. So we want to acknowledge it and grieve it. But then it's like this opportunity for the church to be this countercultural space that nails that stuff. Yeah. Because as, as much as learning the skills about how to nail it, are like helping our kids ask their questions about, yeah, but what about this about Jesus? Like those skills will apply to like, yeah, but like how do you like in this crazy digital world manage your time better? How do you separate like all the other things that could be passed on, right? Yeah. It's like we it has this corollary effect of like enhancing our relationship with our kids and and i think that listening is so key because yeah. i want to speak as like the other parent in the room so trace and tom you might speak as recipients like the other side of this mm. of your parents but like being in ministry especially doing college ministry for it's been decades now puts me on the front lines of like oh what are the questions people are asking mm -hmm. and how they're changing and that's helped me to be sort of naturally inquisitive towards my own kids. Yeah. To not make presumptions and to be more aware of what's going on through that. So it's had this great effect. Not everyone gets to be a pastor in college ministry. Yep. But everyone can come to Alpha. Right? So it's, I love that we're tapping, like something that actually I've experienced so naturally being a benefit. This is a way to make it accessible mm -hmm. to other people. Which is beautiful. And and moving back to the um, comment about Abraham, like uh, the teaching that you did on Abraham a few weeks ago in the Undivided series that we mm. did over the summer, it was so challenging to my own heart just in the sense that I realized again, I kind of want to microwave my kids' faith. Like I want to like know that I've infused all of this in this time period so that at 18 when they pop out into their own journeys that they are like locked in. Yeah. And that's not actually at all what scripture speaks of. That's not mm -hmm. like the example or the precedent that we're given. But I think that there's that mindset of, yeah, I just want to know that like I've this is I've put in my time right now and this is done and then they can go on and that it's a certain thing. And mm -hmm. just listening to you talk about um, Abraham and the decades of journeying with God and what it looked like to mm -hmm. live righteously to like oh be obedient to god to follow him it just i don't know took all the stress off yeah, in a way cool. to say like this is a long process each one of us is on this journey and it doesn't end we don't like come to a con a conclusion in our faith and then that's it lock stock and barrel yeah. right we mm -hmm. like we're always on a journey of learning more and and the more you learn the more questions come up I think as Absolutely. well, if you're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. That, and and I don't know about you guys or how you encountered this, and I'd love to hear you guys speak to this Yeah, I want to ask the same question. Let's get some boots on the ground yeah. youth insight. Like, 
because sometimes as a parent, questions feel like a challenge rather than an invitation. Mm. And so how do we transform that perspective? What was it like as for you guys engaging with your parents in faith? Because mm. you're now both like very young, but have chosen kind of from an early age, like, oh, I'm going to journey with Jesus and not only do that in a way like with my life, but also vocationally like help others in their journey. So can you speak to some of like the influence or questions or yeah, what, openness? What was good? That, what was yeah. not? What, what, yeah. what was helpful? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, oh, goodness. Well, so I, I kind of grew up, my whole family has, is just like so deeply Christian, which I'm so grateful for. And my family and my parents have raised me up to be like someone of Jesus that loves Jesus. And so, um, but also like part of it is just like the context that we grew up in where questions weren't... Um, like as valued, like it was more of just like, Hey, this is, this is truth. And like Mm -hmm. accepting this will just be better than asking questions. And that was never explicitly said, and that was never anyone's heart, Right. but it was, it was just an implicit culture thing. Um, and I would say like some of the biggest influences in my life are like mentors who, who would like take me under their wing and, and take me out to coffee and open up space to be like, look, like I've been where you're at and I actually, I know (laughs) that you have questions and this is a safe space to open that up. And so, and part of that was exploring alpha. And so like part of my family's journey was I had started an alpha in my high school and, and went through that like junior and senior year, which was great. And that was sort of me exploring this new side of like, um, being curious, in- inquisitiveness, like opening up this new side of culture. And so then I, I left after high school to do some missions. And actually, my parents ended up hosting the Alpha that I had left, oh, wow. um, which was just really cool. I, I didn't have really anything to do with it, but they had just sort of hosted it because mm-hmm. they are very hospitable and, and they're so good at loving people. Um, and so then they went on this journey apart from me, the, the same one that I had been on of exploring wow. this culture of curiosity. And so looking back, I'm like, oh, like what would it have been like if we had had a space where we could do that together, similar to what this like family alpha is is exploring, like that could have been really, really cool. And and the way it worked out is, is beautiful. And the alpha is still running like four years later without me even touching it um but it's incredible like it was really just people and organizations like alpha that established like a culture that was just slightly different Mm -hmm. than one that i had built myself into um but was still so safe and that i was able to explore with like trusted people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah i feel like for me um something that i've loved the most about jesus is that he's uh so so clear when he says that he's the way, the truth, and the life, but he's also so confident and courageous in the way that so much of his ministry is asking questions, mm. uh, whatever. There's like however many hundred questions he asked and however many few he answered. And so he lives in a way of declaring that he's the truth, but li- but inviting so many people to wrestle with real questions. Mm. And I've found that to be like my fav- one of my favorite parts about his ministry and then that like invitation has been how we've modeled a lot of our ministry with young people and it's just kind of like the principle that if Jesus is the way the truth and the life he can handle the weight of any question that culture or a young person or whatever might have and so there's there's no reason to be fearful about a question that's too big or a whole area to stay away from the the right way to lean that discipleship would be like invite the questions 
totally welcome them and then continue to point them towards uh, aspects of Christ and the scriptures to wrestle with and say like, you'll Wait, find... Tom, are you saying that as parents, we don't have to have all the answers to I our am. kids' questions? <laughs> I, I might be. Wait, <laughs> Richard. Make that the title of the podcast? <laughs> remove that you don't have to have all the answers. Jesus has yeah, the I answers. Mean, I, I think if Jesus didn't go about answering everybody's question for his ministry, then we might not have to do that in our ministry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. Well, also, like, because I've been through with my boys, yeah, like the book of Proverbs a few times. Yeah. And one of the patterns that's helped shape our conversations is like, there's some wisdom you can just get from someone and there's some wisdom that you just have to kind of discover for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it helps us figure out sometimes like, Oh, this might be one of those things I can tell you, I think this will work. This is how I do it. Totally. But you might need to like experiment and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I like to hold space for not trying to make mini Richards out of my kids yeah. because they're not. They're <laughs> yeah. That's Praise so Jesus. true. And that's like part of the challenging <laughs> aspect of each one of our faiths is, are we trying to just like carbon copy or, is actually the person that we're worshiping more ourselves than actually God when, mm-hmm. you know, God agrees with, looks like yeah. all of the things that we like and, you know, agree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that will repel, I think, young people more than that kind of like insincerity or hypocrisy. They know that that's actually not mm-hmm. the way yeah. that Jesus Well, it can and come so, off either as pride, yep, which sometimes it is, mm-hmm. or you're not listening. You don't really understand the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So easily. And oftentimes young people like aren't even necessarily yearning for an answer. They just want to be heard. They want their question to be heard. Yes. (laughs) They want, they don't want want not just permission, but to be encouraged and supported as an explorer of Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like if when I should be exciting, joy filled. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I ask a question, I'm not like, looking for a textbook of answers but yeah. if anything i'm looking for a follow-up question to invite even more curiosity because yeah. i'm just touching the surface of like something that's been untapped because i've just accepted this one way of thinking that's been m- more narrow than it could yeah. be. yeah i encountered this loads like doing apologetics like the amount of times people come up to me and be like oh i got this frame so if only they could talk to you would right. you go for coffee with them? Mm. I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm not sure like the answers are as important as the journey mm. and God put you in relationship with them for the journey. So alongside like, cause mm-hmm. answers matter, the questions matter. Like, but as parents, you don't have to have all the answers, mm-hmm. but also God put you in their life. Yeah. And so there's something about your relationship. You're uniquely positioned to like walk alongside that question, to encourage, to support, to be the sounding board, like all sorts of things. Those things matter massively. And those are things that can also be really difficult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it takes a lot of learning to be able to be that to someone in the right way because mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out where they're coming from because they're a broken human. Mm-hmm. That question and this part of their journey for them might be giving them a panic attack. It might be filled with anxiety or the enemy might be trying to bring fear into it or there could be peer pressure. It, like answering that question may be creating pain in one of their other relationships with someone. Like there's all these other dynamics. It is complicated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But that's partly why 
where they may as ask it with so much angst that yes. it just turns you off to wanting to have any kind of conversation. Yes, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. so we shouldn't be doing the journey of parenting. Yeah, right. Solo either. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's one of the, be- the one of the greatest gifts about the Alpha Course is that it takes the control out of the hands of the leader and puts it into the hands of the Spirit, and actually encourages leadership to operate independence Mm. and so i think the gift that it could be for families to participate in alpha is that it's the church and pastoral leadership saying hey parents or hey students to their parents it's a you don't have to have every right answer and you don't have to try to uh, control and force your st- your in good intention. You don't have to try to make sure you say everything perfectly to your child. You can actually welcome an environment where questions are okay. You don't have to even answer the questions, but you can just welcome the questions. You can learn how to listen in a group setting, and then you can invite the spirit to do what he's always been doing. And I think the church giving that kind of permission to parents and then to, to young people is a huge win because Mm -hmm. I think there's been a pressure on parents to feel like I need, I love Jesus. I just found him to be so good. I need to make sure my kids out of love experience that too. So I need to make sure I get every question right and make sure they know all the right stuff. And essentially I need to kind of control them into this way. Have you been reading my journal? And that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that is at the depth of it. Like that's, that that's part of that like wrestling with do I like how do I open my hands to what the spirit is speaking and realize that sometimes my voice isn't the voice that they need to hear like Mm -hmm. there are those moments where I get to be that but also times where I need to just be quiet Mm -hmm. where I get to just listen and then through them just getting to articulate the question it opens their ears up to the spirit in a new way and it's not just my me being the only voice in their ear. I mean, tracing you talking about having different mentors that created different spaces. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. those are, those are so mm-hmm. important to, to value and then to foster. Yeah. I think like, that's one of the beautiful things about family alpha, which I'm just realizing we haven't said what that's going to be like. We will get to that question yeah. in a, just a second. <laughs> like I, I remember like a philosopher friend of mine, uh, he said like the job of philosophical theologians was to help people explore the possibilities for belief. So like given the margins at the edge of the box of like what scripture says and what Jesus is doing and things like that, there might be a range of ways of talking about something. And like part of our job is to set the tone that that's actually what a growing faith does. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about Family Alpha is our students need that. And are probably, I mean, what you guys are saying, a bit more aware that that's the tone they want for their journey. I think there's lots of people who are a bit older who actually need to discover that that can be true for them too. Mm. Yeah. Actually, like a spirit of adventure about our faith journey, not like a spirit of anxiety yeah. about being wrong, is actually not just freeing, but actually helps us to grow be more mature, to grasp the principles of the faith with both hands more holistically and things like this. And so doing alpha alongside our students, like, yeah, we'll be able to be like alongside them, speaking in, seeing what God's doing in their life. But also we might be able to learn a bit of that spirit of adventure 
from them that might open up spaces for our own growth, mm. right? Absolutely. Like, I think a few, a few years back of the podcast you did, Tom, but the one where you guys were talking about some of the deconstructing that's happening. Mm. But at the same time that those kind of, like, maybe embers ignite new fire mm. in the faith of something that for us as older people maybe you've just kind of gone on this rote rut kind of journey with Jesus where it's like, these are the, these are the boxes that I check daily for my faith and seeing young people explore what it looks like to journey with Jesus could ignite a new kind of fervor and fire in Mm -hmm. our own lives that, that make Jesus new and real in incredible ways, like things that we hadn't thought to explore Mm -hmm. along the way, new paths really. So let's talk about, so what actually is family alpha going to look like? What if people are like, okay, I like, I'm interested in coming. What should I expect? Well, hospitality again is always central to alpha, right, Tom? Mm-hmm. So we're going to share a meal together. Okay. Um, and this time, and I want to, like, is it going to be like adults one week, youth? Is it going to be like chi- really bad chili dogs one week? <laughs> so the teenagers are happy. <laughs> no, then, actually like, the food will consistently be, the um, the, Food will consistently be good. Um, we weren't going to do cereal night, but the next generation has a, ge- although has a, d- a mature palate. <laughs> it's part of how. Yes, it's part of how young. I'm sort of laughing now. inside my head at like the stereotype sitcom version of what that could have looked like. <laughs> yeah, we are not going to go Nickelodeon style on the alpha youth or the family alpha nights, um, but. We'll have people, we're actually opening it up to middle school and high school. So in the past, Youth Alpha has gone from like eighth grade on. Mm -hmm. We're going to incorporate sixth grade up. Um, And then they'll be grouped together. Young people be grouped together in their groups to like ask questions of one another in their peer groups. And then we'll group adults and parents together um, at other tables where they can talk about their journeys, their questions, and share about those some of the things. But we're going to watch the Youth Alpha series so that we're engaging with... um, the videos in the series, although all of the questions are the very same yeah. um, as the other. Yeah, um, it's the same topic. It's the same But maybe topics. a little different spin of like what questions are people bringing to this topic. And how you engage in conversation. It's yeah. a little bit um, yeah. shifted yeah. in the points in time where you stop and have conversation with one another. But And this is driven by like lots of research and discovery. So this is a window into what's being discovered about youth culture. Absolutely. Which is huge for parents. Yep. So we'll get to watch those videos together and then um, discuss the questions throughout the night. And so it, and so it is separate. So like, because there could be some awkwardness of like, yeah, but what if I've got a question? Like, I might not want to process that in front of my like two boys who want to come with me mm. or something. It's right. so like, actually, there's some separate space there to this, which is great. So it creates that explore zone for you, whether you're a student or a parent. Yeah, but we're also going to create some reach practices that are totally optional, but just spaces where they can go home and maybe it's a dinner table conversation or a car ride question that Mm -hmm. the young person can ask their parents about um, their faith journey. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. what was something that was like a pivotal moment in your life that made you say yes to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Something along those same lines where we're getting to interact around it and interact with the questions that we've asked from the video that week. That's really good. And I love how that's going to drive 
not just understanding each other's approach to the questions, but that's actually going to drive relationship. That's really going to deepen relationship to invite that some like honesty, vulnerability about things, sharing bits of our story that we might not actually know about our kids or then yes. about us. Um, so they're like the it, this could create not just a discipleship level up, but a relationship level up as mm-hmm. well, right? Well, and there's nothing like feeling like you're cornered your kids, right? Where it's like, oh no, we sat down to the table, and now is this going to be like a super long conversation? Mm-hmm. But just to know that these are moments where mm-hmm. those intentional but really can be meaningful moments can happen, mm-hmm. you know, on a quick walk to the mailbox or. Mm-hmm a, you know, you're snagging coffee together yeah. on the way to school or something like that. It doesn't have to be a massive carved out amount of time. It's yeah. just, again, the practice of asking questions and giving mm-hmm. space for listening and things to unfold. And knowing that there's already juices flowing. So yes. it's not like cold calling your kids and trying to start a conversation about something. It's just inviting each other in to maybe what's already going on. Yeah. Which yeah, is easy be, to do. It'll be like such a cool space to like catch on to the culture that everyone talks about mm. wanting to have, but like I feel like families rarely implement well of like mm. let's develop a like a space where you can ask mm. me anything. It's like the classic like movie you're watching and the the mm. mom goes in the room, you can ask me anything and it's like so desperately awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like this is actually a space where you can create that atmosphere in your family in a really like actually mm. chill way that's not forced, not awkward, that actually like yeah. translates to home where your parents and your your children will be open to asking those questions and holding yeah. that space. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So if people are like, okay, this sounds really good. Two que- practical questions. One, if they like want to find out more, how? And then if they're like, I want to come, where, when, how? Do you sign up? What do you do? Yeah, you sign up. If they want to find out more, uh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's tricky. Again, um, hit rewind. Yeah. So we're going to do the same old, same old, where we go for all information. You can go to the website. Um, at so it's jesuschurch.org forward slash connect. And that's nice. where they can sign up for Family Alpha. We just say slash. Gen Z just says slash. Yeah, I'm not Gen Z. You though. guys say forward, forward yeah. slash. No, no forward. Thank yeah. you for helping me with we that. We just say slash. But what I if someone backslashes and then like it all goes horribly wrong? Backslashes out. Next generation doesn't like, doesn't backslash. Yeah. <laughs> they okay, just intuitively so we understand. To, we need to drop that from our lingo. <laughs> backslashes okay. so yesterday's news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love knowing that kind of stuff. I get this email called the cultural translator that oh, wow. like lets me know kind of like new lingo that's coming up, what music has dropped that week that this kids are listening so cool. to. That's no, I'm not. Cool. Blakely informed me this week. She was like, Mom. It sounds really old that you get that email. I'm like, I know because I am really old. <laughs> I was just like, but at least I want to know. That's at so least I just want to know. I'm not going to embarrass her by like saying Riz in a conversation, but <laughs> I at least I know it's out there. Okay. I respect <laughs> the grind. I like that. That's awesome. I like I respect that. Anyway, so you can go to that website for signing up and we're going to um yeah, start it, launch it on Sundays so that hopefully it is more accessible for people. Yeah. So, so you can come to church, you can go home, church, have lunch, sort home, some stuff out. Come back for dinner. You don't yeah. have to cook that night. But Super we're gonna easy. keep it like so in close. that That's window gas. of time where yeah. maybe you don't have sports or something like that. Yeah. Come have a dinner together on mm-hmm. Sunday night, get your night set right for the week coming up ahead and five to seven PM we'll just have some fun conversations with one another yeah. um, starting September the 24th. That's awesome. It's eight weeks. But again... So it'll be done sort of 
by Thanksgiving, basically. Yep. It's sort of yep. but whether you, if you're looking at your calendar, you're like, oh, shoot, we are going to be gone this weekend and that weekend, so we shouldn't sign up. No, Alpha is not that way at all. You can come one week, and then if you can't make it the next, you'll still be able to, like, there's a new topic each week that yep. is informative. And again, all of these things are a practice. And mm -hmm. if you're wanting to create a culture in your home of listening or you're longing to be able to connect over some spaces around faith and dialogue about that in your home, I'd say, like, even if you can make, you know, five out of the eight it's really yeah, worth really worthwhile taking the well, time it's the to sort come. of thing you can do more than once too yeah. so yeah. then you might be like that's awesome let's do it again and you can catch bits you missed yeah yeah and more than anything we'll love your feedback um and we'll mm -hmm. give spaces for that on um the sunday nights as we're coming back for if people want to because we love prizes right tom like mm -hmm. Prizes are great incentives yeah. to share things. Yeah, so if people are coming back and they want to share a little bit how they did that reach practice in the car or something like that, mm -hmm. we are loving to reward those people that want to share go. their journey That's a little bit teaser. more deeply if with us. If you want stuff, yeah, come want do this. Stuff, yeah. All right, let's finish speed round. Okay. Speed story round Kay. from each of you because you've all done quite a lot of alphas. Give me like a quick alpha story. That just highlights like one of the good things you've seen God do in Alpha. Yeah, um, I think one was a girl who came, had no idea what Alpha was really, just came at the invitation of a meal. And by the end of the night said, you know, no matter what. And she wasn't, you know, then she found out as we introduced the night that it was going to be like a nine week course. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to come back again. But by the end of the time, she was so shocked. She looked at her table and was just like, I don't think we talked about what we were supposed to talk about at all. And the leader was like, oh, yeah, no, we did. She's like, well, then I'm coming back. And whether or not I end up, you know, following Jesus or following Buddha, at least I'll have taken the time to ask the questions. And mm. that to me was just such a huge win mm. of like, it, she didn't feel forced to a conclusion, but at the same time was drawn into a space of questioning cool. and feeling free to ask those questions. And that's that's a win for that's me. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I'd say my a lot of my favorite stories are around the weekend away or the day away. Mm. Um, two that come to mind real quick. One, we were at we were at the beach for a weekend away, which you do about like six six weeks in. And is that going to be part of family alpha too? Just so we're just going to do it'll up. be a day. We'll do a day. a day. Yeah, it'll mm -hmm. be a, it'll so be. So people still get to get a bit of that, which yeah, is really cool. A longer mm -hmm. moment, but. Mm -hmm. We, um, there's a moment where the, for the first time in the whole course, we invite people to pray and it's totally invitational, but it's welcomed. And we put a chair in the middle, essentially where we had a bunch of young people in a room. We put a chair in the middle and we're like, if you want to, uh, receive prayer from the, and the Holy Spirit, go sit in the chair. And it was pretty, it was a risk. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It could uh, be super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the first right away, student jumped in and we got to pray and bless them and then it was just one after another students who were like felt safe and comfortable to like admit their their the desire to mm. hear from the lord to receive prayer and encouragement and it was amazing and then the second one is we were at a different day away and it was like all the plans failed we were like we had to pivot everything and it just ended up being pretty much like a meal around a big table and I was like, oh, all the good stuff isn't going to be able to happen. Like, my expectations were pretty much ground zero. And it was, <laughs> like, one of the best nights we've ever had. And the, the conversation around the table was so strong. And 
it was just like a huge gift. So mm. that's really awesome. Yeah, that's really that's fun. cool. That that reminds me of like you know the day goes sideways, but then Jesus ends up with this beautiful moment with his disciples. Mo- you know that sort yeah. of those kind of vibes. So cool. Totally. Yeah. Um, oh goodness, my one of my favorite stories, and, and I actually I think it's in the youth series. Is a guy named Angel. He's one of my best friends. Um, but we played soccer together in high school, and we actually weren't that close. But um, after starting this alpha and just inviting as many people as possible, Angel, um, I didn't realize was having a really hard time in the midst of COVID and like all these things. Like he was really struggling, and just the invitation, just that simple invitation, was like really transformative. And so he joined the community and like re refound his faith in Jesus. And he was like one of the biggest like assets for our alpha. Just, he was so, if you meet him, he's just like the most like <laughs> charismatic friendly guy you'll ever meet. And so he invited all of his friends and like, we were tracing back like not too long ago, looking back at it. And we, we realized that we had like a train of like six or seven people that like, as they, as they come to Jesus, they bring their friends and they come to mm. Jesus and then they bring their friends and come to Jesus. And it's like over years of like, it's not any one person building up any like one ministry. It's actually just like the spirit working in individual people who are just simply being hospitable. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Angel's like story will always like stick with me on like, this is the potential of Alpha and this is like so simple it's like no it's not actually set on one person doing anything it's yeah. it's really just open that's awesome so there we go yeah family alpha coming soon there's at least four people you now know who are excited about it yeah, yeah. you can find us and talk <laughs> to us you can sign up and yeah thanks for listening yeah. we'll catch you next time yeah invite your kids to come yeah and kids invite your parents to come yeah.